0: It's time to unleash the expert. What is he an expert on? Relationships, sex, spirituality, and rediscovering yourself beyond the trauma. Get ready to unleash more purpose, passion, and pleasure in your life. Here's the expert himself, Mr. Brandon Patrick. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Brandon Patrick Show. I appreciate your support, I appreciate you listening. Um, I was looking at it today. I think I've done like 33 episodes, uh, so far. So racking up the episodes, uh, been doing this for a while and I just really appreciate you guys listening. I love when I, um, run into somebody and they're like, Hey, Brandon, you talked about this, you know, last week, or they have a question or a thought or a comment about the thing that I talked about. Um, cause it, it's getting them thinking. And, um, you know, what I talk about hopefully leads to some type of thought and discussion and that's my goal. So thank you for listening. Really appreciate you guys. I think that today's episode, um, will lend to some thought and discussion, hopefully some introspection of yourself and just, just kind of where you're at and what's going on with you. Um, And when I talk about these topics, I I recognize that they can trigger some things inside of people. And sometimes people have a hard time listening to some of this stuff because it triggers things inside of them. And a lot of times, I'm not saying that I'm always right. Uh, In fact, I'm wrong plenty. Um, But sometimes it's kind of attack the messenger because what i say triggers you and then it's hard to hear it and so it's like you know you want to you want to come attack me that i'm wrong or this or that i'm not saying that i'm always right i'm i'm wrong many times however i hope that if i do trigger something inside of you i hope that you first do look inside and say wow like did that did that make me think about me and where i'm at in my progression um, where I where I'm at with my healing, with my spirituality, I hope that you stop and do that, and then and and if you do that, and then you realize Brandon's just wrong and whatever, great. You can, I, I can be wrong, that's fine. Today, I want to talk about the process of faith reconstruction, and there's going to be missing pieces to the stages that I talk about here. Because that it can go in so many different directions and through so many different stages. But I'm just going to talk about a linear process of faith reconstruction and what that oftentimes looks like. So, and you're going to hear throughout this some of my archetypes kind of intermingled because those archetypes of of the continuum of, of faith expansion are at play here as you go through this reconstruction. And you kind of shift archetypes as you go through the reconstruction. But I want to talk about a a linear process of what it looks like when you go through faith reconstruction. Now, there's all these words. There's faith crisis, faith expansion, faith reconstruction. Whatever the word we want to use, it's a process. It's a process of growth. It's a process of discovery. It's a process of pain. It can be a really difficult process, a process that Uh, creates some chaos and some um, discomfort and a process that creates all kinds of peace and enlightenment at the same time. So, faith, whatever we want to call it. I like the term faith expansion, um, but I I like the word reconstruction because I do think there, there needs to be somewhat of a reconstruction of faith when you start to move along and progress in your faith let's talk about the first stage of reconstruction. This is according to Brandon Patrick. So this is from my, from me. Okay. Um, but stage zero and stage zero of reconstruction is there's no problem. Like there's no, I'm, I'm, I'm in my religion. I'm living this religion. Uh, why would I question it? I'm happy uh, things are good. Things are fine. So I that don't have no need to change, so it's this this contemplative state of uh, thinking to actually challenge anything. And you guys, as I go through this these stages, I'm not saying that any one stage is bad, okay. But there's a lot of people in their faith um, process that are in that stage, stage zero, where it's I just don't have any desire or need or want to to look at anything outside of what I do. So, why change? What's interesting is you can look at, at age and really correlate faith reconstruction and these stages. A lot of people stay in a stage zero their whole life, um, which is fine. But a lot of people, as they grow older, um, things start to shift for them. So, as they get into their 30s, uh, late twenties, thirties, and, and and into their early forties—that's where some real shifting can start to happen. Um, I think life gets hard. You're raising kids, young kids, figuring out your career, and like God and religion and what they they teach—it starts to really come into play. Like how do how does this work in my life? These principles that I'm taught because i'm i'm in it now like i'm fully in life now and when some of the things that you've been taught don't really line up with some of your life experiences because now you're gaining some wisdom and life experiences it can start to create some friction between your religion and your beliefs and your intuition and and your feelings of truth your integrity even and when there's a when there's friction between your own integrity and this religion that you're following, it can start to really create some things inside of you. So that leads to stage two, which or, or stage one. And this is where the shelf starts to break a little bit, or that you start to have some some issues with the religion that you're in. Now, this can happen a couple different ways. It can be a big bomb that drops where all of a sudden something happens at church or a leader says something or a new policy is made or whatever and it's just like whoa like that doesn't sit right with me that doesn't feel good that doesn't sit right so it can be like a big thing um or it can be a, a lot of little things over time just little things that someone notices at at church little things about the culture little things about the doctrine little things about the way their neighbors or their family worships that just doesn't sit right and the little things about the way they're asking to worship that doesn't sit right okay so it doesn't have to be a big bomb now usually in this stage 1 a couple of both start to happen some big bombs happen but also like the little things start to start to work on somebody all right so then then that so 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 that starts to instill some some doubt about how true the religion is, how true the system is. And as that instills that doubt, um, that doubt can start to grow. A lot of times at church, they'll talk about how whatever you do, don't feed your doubts because they're worried that that doubt will grow and that doubt will grow into challenging some of the things that you're being taught. And so they call that evil or bad or of Satan or whatever. If you're getting out of that pre-contemplative stage and you're just starting to open your eyes to some things, you could call that doubt, but you could also call that being more open and honest about what's going on and and not just not just turning a blind eye to what you're actually feeling. So, so stage one is I'm starting to have issues. Stage two is a jostling um of, of how can I have these doubts and these feelings but not like disrupt my life too much how can both exist how can i negotiate you know have not fully drinking in all the Kool-Aid but also how much i love the the culture of the church or not wanting to hurt my family members or um not wanting to change my my children's lives or whatever. So there's this jostling phase. And uh, this is where a lot of people live for a long, long time, where it's, I'm just trying to figure out how I can just stay kind of right here, just like, and not disrupt things. I was I was talking to, uh, to someone the other day and I said, I was talking about being a very staunch member of the church and being very, very into a church. And and how much they loved the church and and i said a question for you is it important whether that church has the truth or not and and the, the question that i'm really asking for them was like you're happy you're good with it whether what they say about their beliefs or not being true is that important that it it's like it actually happened the way that church is saying or is that not even important because if your life is set up all around this thing and you seem to like it and enjoy it does it really matter whether it's true or not and and this is kind of where uh, you know i fall on one side of the the coin when it comes to that question and I'll, I'll i'll talk about that in a second um but a lot of people can actually say it doesn't matter like i have doubts yeah, sure I see things that I don't agree with or I don't like or that you know I I I don't don't really vibe with. But I'm going to just kind of let those things go and figure out ways to just justify being here and staying in and not creating too much noise. So, I the side of the coin I fall on is yes, it does matter whether, whether something's true or not and if you're truly acting in your integrity and truly trying to act in truth you're not going to use denial or justification or rationalization in order to overcome a bunch of things that absolutely don't look true because you have to you have to overcome those things in order to stay right as opposed to just looking at something and saying i don't know if that's that, that surely doesn't seem true to me um, and it matters to me whether it seems true or, or whether it is true or not, which leads to the next stage, the stage three, walking down the line. Uh, the first, stage zero, there's no problem at all. Stage one, I'm starting to have doubts. Stage two, I'm jostling with how do I negotiate having doubts but not changing my life too much. Um, and stage three is I call it my gut hurts. Um, and that's, that's where church becomes really difficult and hard sitting there listening to the talks listening to things um you can see through things you can see how the culture is um controlling some things uh you you start to your your eyes start to become open to certain things and it's really difficult to sit there silently it's really difficult to like let yourself and your kids hear certain things and just smile and pretend like it's okay. And so as you're trying to negotiate in your stage two, the stage three starts to kick in of like, I don't know if I can do this. My gut, my intuition, my my deeper sense of truth is having a hard time here. So then it can lead to an another stage. And this is where like it can split into a lot of different things. Like at this point, some people can just go to like, I'm I'm done and out and it's over, right? Other people along their faith reconstruction can go to a place of, I call it the inside outers, right? Or the nuancers, where I'm going to stay in, but I'm going to challenge things and I'm going to try to change things from the inside out. So they can acknowledge their partial doubt. So what I mean by that is they're able to say, yeah, there's things that aren't, that I don't, that don't sit right with me. There's things that I don't love, I don't agree with, but, but, blankety blankety blank. I stay for this reason or that reason or whatever reason um but I, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna change the culture. I'm gonna help you know Th- that's kind of a stage that somebody can go into. So they become the, the inside outers, the nuancers, the challengers or and this can all be internal so it doesn't need to be like if you're in this stage it's not you like questioning everything that they say at church. It might just be you doing that in your mind while you're sitting there, and it's you're just challenging things and having a hard time with it. Okay. All right. Uh, next, next step of faith reconstruction: the stage of it's like the I can't anymore. It's where somebody leaves their faith and they break. They start to break ties. There's no more participation. They're walking away. Um, they no longer have callings. They don't go to church anymore. And they 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 say, okay, hey, like I'm I'm done with with the religion. This part of faith reconstruction for somebody going through this can be really uh, scary for a couple of reasons. So when they finally make the choice to walk away, um, a couple of things going on internally. Um, they're now choosing to take full accountability for their beliefs and for like their their connection to God. And so instead of having a church take that on and a church dictate to them what's true and right and should, this and should that, they let that go and it's like, okay, now what? it's 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 two it's a couple things. It's, okay, what is God now to me? Um, now what with god what do, what do I do now the other thing is the loss of community and culture that's that's really difficult and hard is you know it's so centered around this religion when somebody walks away in many ways that community is gone for them and which can be hard so they're losing their community and then they're they're kind of Floating out there in the in wherever, like wondering, what is God to me now? Now that I this system isn't telling me what it is, what do I do now? There's a sometimes a hesitancy to step into other systems. Sometimes there's a hesitancy, even with God, of I don't like I've been socialized for God to be this thing and it's so uncomfortable to try other things out when it comes to God, I don't know what to do here. And so that now what stage is 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 pretty, it's really important, um, but it's also this kind of vulnerable, scary stage uh, for people. Sometimes in that stage, some anger can come out, um, anger toward the religion, anger toward God, anger toward family. Because at that stage they're finally saying enough is enough, I'm out of here. And so a lash back with anger can happen as a means to disconnect. And so that's common. It doesn't happen for everybody, but that can happen. Also some real grief and some real sadness starts to take hold there, where it's a big life change it's a huge life change so some grief some sadness uh, relationships are changing um, even things is uh, you know like schedules are changing so life is changing and so there's some grief that goes on at a stage 6 when somebody's stepping away after that the next stage is is some real opportunity for wrestling with god wrestling with life purpose um, a lot of times at a stage six, people will just kind of get stuck and be like, Hey, I'm good, like, I don't know what is, but I don't, I'm not gonna like I'm like, but if you move on in faith reconstruction, you start to wrestle with life purpose, you start to wrestle with God, you start to take ownership and accountability for your relationship with God, whatever that may be. Um, you start to gravitate toward things that resonate with you. You start to practice them and learn them and develop a sense of of connection and belonging and what what so maybe you join another religion maybe you don't. maybe you like really get into yoga or meditation or whatever but it 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 allows you to get grounded and connected again um and and feeling that void of spirituality and God that that was created when you walked away, and the the interesting thing is, we want certainty, like we we crave certainty. So when you walk away from a religion that's saying we certainly have the truth, and you step into the dark, mm. a lot of times what people don't want to replace it with is certainty because they've been controlled and manipulated by, by a system in the past with something like that. However, that uncomfortable feeling of uncertainty doesn't feel great. And so, a lot of people, they they don't want to step into anything, but they also don't want to stay floundering out there in nowhere land. As you reconstruct faith, you start to recognize that feeling of uncertainty, you start to realize that you'll hope, hopefully you can realize that you'll never really get that feeling of certainty and navigate that well. And that's what you know stage eight is is as you as you wrestle with life, purpose and God, stage eight is you operating in uncertainty and practicing actual faith. Faith is not an adherence to a religion. Faith is the unknowing and so when you when you start to operate in uncertainty and practicing real faith in God and what is, then you start to feel more grounded and you start to feel more at peace. And you start to accept the nature of of life more. So stage nine, so so stage eight is operating in that uncertainty and practicing faith. Stage nine of the progression, I have 10 stages you guys so we're almost done here. Stage 9 of the progression is getting to this place of resiliency and this place of of peace. And somebody in a stage 9 um process of faith reconstruction, they resonate in a place of peace. Like they're they're really nice to be around. Um they accept the groundlessness of their situation. And the nature of life and learning and growth and all of those things. They search for God, they find God, and then they they have to search again for God. But they they don't take anything personally. They have really healthy attachment in their life. Um, they can create intimacy because they are ground. It, it's so paradoxical. They're both grounded and they're grounded in their ability to accept the unknown. They're not clinging to like somebody to tell them what is. They are very connected to their ability to to discern and to feel and to know their their intuition, their gut feels. And so they can they can roll with that and they can just be in that place and uh, and resonate and create love, peace, joy, happiness, um, embrace pain, embrace difficulty because they they have that peace about them. And so, then stage 10 fits right in with that. And a stage 10 person in faith reconstruction is a person that accepts that this process happens again and again and again. So, they can uh, it's a person that accepts the continual struggle, knowing that they'll never arrive, but growing all along the way, connecting to whatever God it is, however they need to, growing all along the way. Maybe maybe they are a born-again Christian now, and they've shifted their, their religion, but they're in this place of acceptance and love toward others and themselves. Maybe they're not religious at all, but they're in this place of acceptance and love and resilience. These stages can be very difficult. And if you're stuck in a stage, hopefully you're able to own that, get conscious of it, and work toward progression. So really quickly, um, I'm just going to walk you through the, the 10 stages, including stage zero. Um, stage zero is head in the clouds. There's no problem at all. What I, There's nothing to look at. Stage one, I'm having issues and doubts start to creep in. Stage two, I'm jostling with having these doubts and still staying in a church Stage 3, my gut hurts. My intuition and integrity are now challenging me to actually be in this church. Stage 4, I'm going to I'm going to challenge it. I'm going to push it. I'm going to kind of fight against it. Stage 5, I can't anymore. I'm leaving, walking away, no more participation. Stage 6, now I'm out in wandering aimlessly in the wilderness. Now what? What do I do? Um, don't know what to step into. Stage seven, start to wrestle with what's the point of life and what is God. You start to take ownership and accountability um, for that relationship with God. Stage eight, you operate in uncertainty. You practice real faith. Stage nine, you are resilient and you have peace. And stage 10, you accept that process again and again and again. It's easy, right guys? No, this is process. This is life. This is learning. This is growth. And so we're all in the process somewhere. Um I've been in many of these different stages and I'm currently in my own stage of faith reconstruction and of growth and and so I you know, I'll get stuck in certain places I'm sure. Hopefully I can get conscious, hopefully I can get aware. Hopefully I can move forward and hopefully all of you can too. So you guys, if this was helpful, um, feel free to share it. If you know somebody who's kind of in one of these stages, this might be a good way for them to understand where they're at and what they're going through. Um, and again, um, my uh, faith continual archetypes goes hand in hand with this one as well. Um, you guys have a wonderful day. Um, do the best you can and I'll talk to you later. See ya.